Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Romans chapter 6 this morning. You know, we're talking about the missing person. Biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. Verse 3 says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Now, Paul, he is referring to a baptism, but he's not necessarily referring to here the baptism that we are baptized in water. What he means is the moment you are a believer, you are baptized into the body of Christ. And you're no longer of the world, but now you belong to Christ. And what that means about your sin is that he has nailed all of your sin to the cross with him. He died for all of your sins. He bore all of our iniquities, as the scripture tells us. Paul, describing this about his own life, he said, I, Galatians 3.20, or Galatians 2.20 rather, he says, I am crucified with Christ. Yet I live, yet not I But Christ lives in me, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so Paul, he's saying, hey, I don't live the same life that everybody else lives. I live a crucified life. I've been crucified, and now it's Christ who lives in me. He has taken up residence in me. Now, that's the way that it is for all of us. We have a lot of junk, don't we? Have a lot of things to deal with in our lives. I don't know if you ever had anybody come over there, I'm coming to visit you. And so you go into the spare room where all the stuff is and you start to pile that stuff up and you shove it in the closet or you shove it in another room and then you close that door so that when they come to visit, all the stuff, all the junk is hidden, right? And so what we do is Jesus says, I'm coming to live and so we make room for him. Okay, Jesus, this, is, this spot's for you. But Jesus really likes to spread out. He doesn't like to stay in one room. He wants every room. He wants to enjoy everything. And so you have that locked door. Remember the locked door that you locked everything in that you don't want anybody to ever see? And that, I mean, you open the door, everything's going to come falling out. And Jesus says, I want to see what's in there. And you're like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I do. And he gets in there and he cleans it out. And how wonderful it is. As a Christian, when we allow ourselves to be completely surrendered to him, completely yielded to him, and he cleans out those areas of our lives and frees us from those bondages that have held us. And oh yeah, we want to keep those things, but really we don't. And so Jesus comes in and he begins to change us from the inside out. So he said, did you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death? And so this, this is a transaction that happens when we become a Christian. And Jesus described this to a man who came to him one time by night. And you remember John chapter 3 is that 
Nick at night, right? Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. And it says this, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these, these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus is a very smart guy. And, and he comes to Jesus and he says to Jesus, hey, we know you, you come from God because nobody, now he's speaking for himself because none of the other Pharisees would have admitted this. We know that you come from God because nobody can do the things you're doing except God is with him. And Jesus answers him, not even acknowledging what he just said, just completely changes the subject and says something very strange. Unless someone's born again, they can't see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus being a smart guy, he picks right up on that. He's just going, okay, we're changing topics. Okay, let's go with it. And he says, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, this is an odd thing. You know, he's an old man, Nicodemus. And he's like, I remember, well, I know that I was born as a baby. But what are you talking about? Nobody can enter into their mother's womb a second time and be born. And Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so Jesus is talking about two different births here. You have to be born of water and you have to be born of spirit. He, he, he clarifies, he says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. These two births. The first one is very natural. The water breaks, a baby comes forward, born of water into the world. But there's a second birth that's very different from that first birth. In fact, Jesus would describe it in the next verse. He says, he says, do, do not marvel that I say you must be born again. He says, the wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. When we're born of the water or born of the flesh, as Jesus would describe it, the natural birth, everybody knows it's going to happen, right? We have, most of us get a six-month heads up. You know, usually they wait past that first trimester and they say, hey, I'm pregnant. They've known for three more months before that, and so there's this growth happening. And this woman, her body changes drastically. Looks like she swallowed a watermelon. And everybody knows when they see her, she's going to have a baby. Sometimes we're skeptical of saying anything, just in case, maybe not. <laughs> but as it gets closer and closer, it becomes very evident. She is definitely expecting... And the baby's coming soon. And then there comes a day when her husband knows. Get the car! It's time! And he gets the bag, and he gets the car, and he gets her in the car, and he gets her to the hospital, and something miraculous happens. A birth takes place, and everybody in that, on that floor, especially down that hallway, knows that there's a birth taking place. Why? Because maybe there's noise. There's definitely activity. Nurses running around, yelling orders, and, and, and a baby is born comes into the world very very obvious that was going to happen but not so much when it comes to being born again the spirit the wind blows where it wishes you hear the sound of it but you can't tell where it's coming from or where it goes so is everyone who is born of the spirit you see there's a, an interesting thing that takes place and, and actually i was talking to a lady yesterday it was a perfect illustration she said she was at a church meeting 
and the pastor shared the gospel. She said, it was the first time I ever heard and understood the gospel message. And she said, my heart was turning in my chest, beating fast. And they called everybody to come forward. And the guy next to me says, do you want to go forward? And I said, no. And she sat there through that. She said, but it was plaguing me. There was a seed planted. There was a conception of something happening in her heart. Later on, she was talking to a friend. And her friend said, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And she's like, I don't need that. And yet, that plagued her, that, that word, even though she was completely antagonistic against it. Nobody could see that something was happening. I mean, it was completely hidden. Until one day, a Native American friend of hers took her on a horse ride, and this lady was a, was a believer. And she shared the gospel with her, and she was born right there on top of a horse. Nobody would have seen it. If they'd have seen, oh, two people riding a horse, they would have never guessed that something spiritual was happening. So too, for me, I was actually by myself in my room, kneeling next to my bed, and I was born there. Somebody may be born in the middle of a concert where everybody's raising their hands and and praising, and, and maybe it's because the guy up front said something and shared the gospel, or maybe it was because of a conversation a person had, and the song that the person is singing just hits them just right, and they realize, I need to surrender, I need to repent, and they, they give their life to Jesus right there, and nobody around them would even know what happened. Because those who are born of the Spirit, it's not something you can observe naturally, just like you can't tell where the wind's, you, you know, you can't see the wind, nor can you see somebody who's born again. It's a spiritual thing. So when someone believes and puts their faith in Jesus, they are born again. And when you are born again, your old man dies. And when you receive a spiritual baptism, it should always be followed by a physical baptism. And and it only makes sense if something dies that you should bury it, right? And so Paul continues, and he says, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. You and I who have put our trust in Jesus, realizing that we were buried, our old man was crucified and buried, and that, that becomes a real thing a lot for a lot of us when we actually go through the rite of baptism, and that's what it represents is the burial and we come out of the water, and, and it's, just, it's a symbol that's telling everybody, I, it's an outward sign of what happened already inside of me, that I want to follow Jesus, that I want to walk in newness of life. I want to be a new creation. I want to honor God with my life. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208 991 2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.